a couple days ago, I was on Instagram and I came across this post and it said, if you're silent about Palestine and your mother tongue is Arabic, you may as well cut it off. I, I like. It's such a graphic and like, at least in my mind or my body, it feels so graphic and violent. Yeah. I'm like, that is the opposite of, of the message you're trying to say. Hi friends, my name's Nadine. And my name is Thadini. And welcome to You Know What I Mean. talked about we had an episode called social media social justice and we've talked a lot about this like newfound hashtag activism how people use instagram to like really propel a movement or tag on to a movement yeah and or gain awareness about a movement yep exactly like instagram has just become a huge tool in terms of like online activism but it's it's very overwhelming, especially if your main point of engagement is actually not on Instagram like mine is. And so when we talk about people being silent, what are we defining as silent? Is it that because they're not posting on Instagram? Is that why there is that what it means to be silent? Or is it that, you know, that do you know what I mean? Like I really struggle yeah. with it. I think, you know, while Instagram has, is, Instagram is so good at so many things. Like it's great at raising awareness about things or like being able to reach a lot of people very quickly. Like it is very good at disseminating information, but the drawback of that is it's constant dissemination of information. And you just feel like so overwhelmed. I feel like all the time being online and constantly looking at different things. And, um, you know, like in our previous episode, social media, social justice, we talked a lot about like performative, um, social justice activism, like performative activism, where you like, we'll put up a post and then you'll move on. And I feel like you obviously want to like hold those people accountable. And like, this is something that we kind of have talked about just generally. It's like where people will post something like very serious and like very important that's happening in the world right now. And then their next slide will be like, are you single? Let's do a poll or like, (laughs) just like something random or like a meme or whatever. And, and I think there's like two sides to it. I think like one side is when you do something like that, it's I I know that you're feeling this pressure of having to perform this activism or like having to post because you don't want to be on the flip side of it. But then in doing that, like it just makes your post or your whatever so disingenuous. Yeah. It's like you posted this just to post it. And then like, what really, like what value are you adding to this conversation, to this whatever? That's my biggest thing. It's like, I find that, um, 
I've been very like self-critical of why I haven't been sharing anything on social media. There's just, there's a lot going on in the world. You have what's happening in Palestine. You have what's happening in India. You have what's happening in Colombia. You have what's happening in Afghanistan. And all of this is circulating online all at the same time. And on top of dealing with COVID fatigue, you're also trying to process everything that you're seeing. So like I, I was telling Trini as an, as an Arab who grew up in the Middle East, the occupation of Palestine is not something that's new to me. Yeah. But this is still very overstimulating. And so it's hard for me to put into words, you know, what my perspective is. Not that people need to know what my perspective is. Not that I need to like m- make a stance on where I stand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it's exactly what you said about not adding value. I feel like yeah. there are voices and people who are using their platform to truly add value to the conversation And I just feel like if you don't have anything of value to add, but you're just resharing for the sake of it, what is the intent? What are you trying to do? No, I totally agree. I think, I think you're right. It's like very overstimulating, but it also actually, I feel like doesn't give you any space to properly engaged with what you're posting or what you're even seeing like I feel like it's this bombardment yeah bombarding whatever of like information of facts um and if you're not somebody who might seek out that information on your own and you potentially rely on social media to tell you excuse me what's happening and what's going on like it's it's very overwhelming but at the same time I feel like it does two things. It's one very fatalistic. Every post about what is happening in any of the parts of the world that you named, it's very, very fatalistic. And I, and I understand that that is to impart the gravity of the situation through a very small, like media type. Yeah. But yeah. what it does actually is it desensitizes you to it. I feel like, like you just, yes. you see all of this stuff that's coming in and, and, you're so like constantly being like, it's so in your face all the time and as it should be, but it's so in your face in a potentially like inconsequential way via like a post or like a quick story or whatever that you actually like disengage from it and you become desensitized and you're just scrolling through Instagram, seeing like 50 stories or 50 posts of the exact same thing over and over again, that it's not even registering. And so it's not to say that you shouldn't post. It's just like, I feel like there's burnout of consumption and burnout of production. And it's like, there's way too much to consume, but then there's also way too much to put out. And like, you don't have to constantly be reposting or putting out, like you can just take a moment to engage in a way that's like actually meaningful and adds value. Yeah, I completely agree. We follow this account called Intersectional Environmentalists and they have been, I really love their approach to it. They Mm -hmm. um, have really opened the space for marginalized communities to speak about their experience. Mm -hmm. And it's very, I think what's 
really challenging about the Palestinian the the occupation of Palestine in in general is that it comes with I'm like very carefully choosing my words it comes with a very long history mm-hmm. um that is still unresolved mm-hmm. and you can see that in terms of like the it people are trying to bring up the like there there are two sides to this argument you know it's it's not like they're fighting um it, it's not like uh you know, one country is trying to rebel against a corrupt government. It's like you have people feeling like they're two sides of the coin. If that, if yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. And so for every post or every, for every post that's making space for these communities, someone else is coming up and saying, you know, you're not considering everything or you're not taking into account my perspective. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's a lot of dialogue and a lot of content to your point for people to consume and people to fully grasp. No, totally. I think too, it's like, I think when people post about things that are happening in the world that they either care about or relate to, it's very difficult because no post, no post, not even one that you might create yourself is going to be all encompassing of your experience of how you feel of your emotions towards something because you just in the like like Instagram is literally made to consume information very quickly it's not like this big platform to like write about all of your feelings and every thought that you've had and explore that like I mean people obviously use it that way and and that's fine but like in terms of disseminating information it's like super quick it's like give me the Coles notes. Like I'm just, I I like need the facts and I'm like moving on. And I feel like people, like people get really upset about, you know, posts not being encompassing how they feel or their experience or whatever, but you can't possibly say everything in this one post or this one story. Like, unless you truly go so far deep into like penning every one of your thoughts, in which case, no one is even going to take the time to like actually read that, that post or that those stories, because, because that's not what Instagram is for. And like, that's, that's potentially like that therein lies the problem, but you know what I mean? But like, it's just really difficult because I think that people get mad and people get really angry because you're not like, they don't see themselves perfectly reflected. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's because your experience is not encompassing of everybody's experience but that's why like I think that like the burnout of consumption is is equally as bad as the burnout of output but like the reason that it's so bad is because I think when you're consuming so much like you're constantly looking to consume in a way where you feel validated where you feel seen where you're like learning and then when you don't find that it's like obviously very frustrating yeah but that's why like it just doesn't make sense to continue to like repost and reshare and whatever without adding any value yeah to what's actually happening but I feel like that is just sort of what ends up happening with with social media when things become as big as they do um you know as as this has yeah a hundred percent I've like we I was telling you how even back in August of last year when everything was happening with Lebanon and even before that 
those were the rare times where I was posting on social media about something yeah. that, like that was nothing relating to like what I would normally post. Yeah. And I didn't get the validation that I was looking for. It's yeah, exactly. Get people reaching out to me and, you know, engaging with me. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, I didn't feel I, I just whatever I was looking for from yeah. posting that, from posting it, I didn't get. And so even thinking about like who is who is my audience? Like who am yeah. I posting? Like what am I what am I doing? Who am I posting this for? Yeah. You know, what is the purpose? What's the intent? Trini always makes fun of me because anytime we plan anything for our podcast, I'm always like, what's the intent? Like what's the plan? Um and I say that to myself, especially with like I, th- I think using your platform or how you use your platform is a huge responsibility and you really teeter on a very small or thin line. And that's like this perfect example of this account that we both follow who literally posted like free Palestine. And then the very next slide or story was let's do a poll. Are you single? It just, yeah. Like it takes away it it takes away, but what I was actually going to say, like when you were talking about how you didn't get the validation that you needed or that you were looking for when you posted what you were posting. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like also sometimes it's really difficult to talk about your own personal things. Like it almost is harder to put into words how you personally feel about something, which is why people start like resharing and reposting. But I think that's when like the message just gets lost in the sea of reposts because, because it loses meaning after a while. Yeah. Cause it's just like so constant. I think also the fact that we have been inside this whole, this whole time because of the pandemic and have yeah. had to turn to an online world. It feels like, there's nowhere for us to go. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's really no choice. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that it's just been, like, I think with everything that's been happening, you know, it's not, it's, it's not a bad thing, you know, that people are becoming more engaged or are learning or are taking the time to read whatever post that might be. Um, and I, and I think like, that's a really, that is a really good side of it, but I personally have just you know, I want to learn and I already do know about, you know, just things that are happening and like, you want to stay informed. I think that's what I was trying to say, but it's really difficult for me because you, obviously it's a privilege to say you want to like disconnect for a little bit, or you want to connect back. Like, I understand that, but you cannot go on any social media without seeing this. And I just wonder what like, I wonder to what extent this is actually helping. Like, I think, you know, I think if you're just reposting, like people will get burnout out of reposting, people get burnout out of constantly consuming, but like, what changes is that making? And I think that's like that kind of like equilibrium between when posting or reposting something, mm-hmm. the benefit of it drops off. I definitely think there is like, I I think that's what makes it so hard is that there are very clear pros to how fast social media works and how fast the message gets spread. Like if we think about the BLM movement um, over the summer, 
I don't think we you would have had as big of a turnout in you know yeah. the um the rallies as you did if not if it, it were not on social media and and we're actually seeing the same now with the um you know rallies in support of Palestine like yeah. they're everywhere around the world so it's an incredible way to spread information and and gain attention but to your point the fall off is quick and even today like i i think it was just earlier this week where it all started to pick up and today it's it's really it's to, down it's on my feet. Down. But that's exactly what I mean, right? Like people get so into it and like, we'll repost everything and like, we'll constantly like be, you know, talking about it, but then it passes and it's like, well, the, like the, what is happening in Palestine right now didn't pass. The coronavirus pandemic in parts of the world that it's ravaging didn't pass, but like social media as a fad, it passed. And we're on to like the next thing. And it's partially because people just post this stuff and they get so desensitized to it. But I think that's where like people get so caught up in like posting and doing all that, that they don't take meaningful, sustainable, like actionable change or like, you know, make any sort of whatever, like any sort of change, any sort of anything that might actually be supporting these causes and I think that's what makes it so difficult and I also think that you know with with social media people really put the responsibility on other people to teach them like they don't necessarily go out and seek information they'll be like oh well can you like they'll literally put up I saw someone do this where they were like I want to learn more about what's happening in Palestine drop drop a link here and it was like a little like question box or whatever and you could like input information. And I'm like, you could just do a Google search and, and many, many things would come up that you could learn from. Um, but I think people become really complacent and they become really lazy and then it spreads misinformation. It spreads, spreads false information. Um, and like, that's not sustained or sustainable change. Like you didn't do anything like, you know what I mean? Like you didn't learn anything from this where you're like, Oh, I'm going to take this and do something beneficial. You're just you were just lazy about how you consumed media to begin with. It is a very lazy way to engage. It's like you want to engage, but you don't want to do the work in finding out what's going on. Yeah. Like, I think we just need to, I think we need to give people, I am so conflicted with this. Like I know every no, time I, know. I go to say how I feel, I'm, I, I, I give myself like a counter argument on it. Like yeah. I was going to say that we need to give people this space to, digest and consume this information but but of course like time really is of the essence but then at the same time it's like well what can what do you need from me like what is yeah no I know it's like no one is looking for me or whatever like a personal thing to like make a stance but then at the same time it's like well that's where change happens if you as a person are willing to like to yeah, the power of the people. Like yeah. if you as a person are able to, or, or are willing to like take a stand and say something or talk about it or bring awareness. And yeah, no, like I think about that a lot because I think like I'm, I'm someone who really tries to, or I think about holding, you know, people who are in positions of power, like whatever that might mean, whether that's like literally in terms of government or whether that's in terms just of like influencers on Instagram, really holding them accountable and like 
being like, what are you posting during this time? Like, how are you using your platform for good or for change? And I think I one have to remember that not everyone is necessarily trying to use their platform for good. Like people are truly just trying to run their platform to make money or to, you know, make a business or to have a business like, and, and their focus is on different things. And, and that's fine. It's just obviously very frustrating when those are the people who, when they share or they post or they make a statement for lack of a better word, like that's where they're really able to like call on the power of the people, like the power of the mass, like, you know, to like make a change. But I always have to remind myself that like not everybody cares to use their platform like that. And that's, and I guess that's okay, but it's just very tone deaf. Like, for example, I've seen a lot of people post about, you know, what's happening in India with the coronavirus pandemic um, and like how bad it's become. And they will post about different people needing, you know, different medical supplies, whether it's oxygen, whether it's a hospital bed, whether it's certain medication. And so they'll post about it. Um, and they'll reshare other people's information. And then the next post will be like something so frivolous, like them on vacation, literally them on vacation. And you're like, I guess you can do both, but doesn't it just take away from the importance of what you posted the first time? Like, I don't know. And then there's also people who don't say anything at all. And they're like out on vacation and they're doing whatever with whoever. And you're like, I don't know. I have a really hard time with this. I like really struggle with being like, not everybody has to care about everything, but at the same time being like, but isn't it a little selfish to not care at all about anything that's happening because you're just living your life. And it's kind of like what you said, every time I have a thought about something, I have a counter thought to it where it's like, not everybody has to care, but then it's like, but they kind of do because like you are like a a global citizen. Like you can't just like sit in your little bubble of privilege and not think about what other people have to say. But then at the same time, it's like, okay, well then like, I don't know. It's, it's really, it's really difficult. And it's like something that I struggle with a lot. Like the idea of holding, holding people accountable. But like, I think you and I spoke about this too. I went, I logged out of my personal Instagram today to to take a step back. Like I just, I really feel like I needed to take a step back and I know it's a privilege to do that and not everybody yeah. can step away, but you also need to be in a good mental state in order to fully engage and digest the content you're consuming. Yeah. So I took a break and I was going on our YQuim account and I realized that there was almost nothing about what was happening in Palestine. There was almost nothing that was happening on like any, like the global scale period. And so it really matters how you diversify your feed and who you follow. Yeah. These people that are posting like vacation photos probably need to diversify their feed. People who are posting vacation photos, like it is nobody's business and like are out and like are on vacation and like, you know, whatever. I'm like, it's not as though you have to suffer because the world is suffering. Yeah, I get that, but it is a little insensitive. And it's also like, are you in touch with one thing that's happening in the world? Like, it's very strange to me when people just post with like no care and like 
no understanding. And oftentimes it is like white influencers in the U S or in Europe, but mostly in the U S that are just like, I'm on, I'm going to LA. I'm like going to California for the weekend. I'm going to this retreat in California. I'm doing whatever. And you're like, there's a pandemic. First of all. Yeah, seriously. But like, that's, we, we didn't grow up here. Like we did. Yes. But like, we've seen the rest of the world and Mm -hmm. like, we know, I was gonna say like we know global affairs, but like that doesn't make any we know global we affairs. We know global affairs, but we've had exposure to the rest of the world and how it works, and we've seen it, we've experienced it, and so we yeah. come with a, a a perspective that is a lot more connected to yeah. what we're seeing online. Yeah. Whereas like it, like I. I'm totally with you. It's very frustrating to see these things, but I've also learned that I need to lower my expectations because yes, I can't expect people to understand the urgency of this um, if they're A, not open to understanding or B, they just, they've just grown up their whole lives here and they don't know anything different. You know? And they don't make an effort to know anything different. Yeah, exactly. Like, energy is an investment. And so wherever you put it, you want to make sure you're going to get the most out of it. And, like, these people who, <laughs> like, this account that was, like, let's do polls after I posted about this, like, horrific thing that's happening. Yeah. I, I love her content otherwise, but... I, I think in, in a moment like that, instead of like immediately reacting, I was like, I'm just going to turn my phone off because I yeah. can't, I can't engage with this. Well, that also is what leads to burnout. It's like the constant, like, ex- like expectations that you place on these like influencers or, or whoever it is on Instagram. And then like kind of feeling that like anger and you're kind of like, this is really frustrating. Obviously I'm not going to like start fighting with them I'm not gonna like comment and be like you posted about Palestine and then you said are you single like this is like you're not gonna do that yeah but it's just it is like frustrating because you're like you have a platform and you could do so much good with it and then you don't and it's like something that I'm really learning that like everybody's mission is not to do something good like not that they're actively trying to do something bad but like their focus are just their focus is just something else yeah Um, but another one of like another sort of like theme that I've been seeing for a long time is the idea that like, if you care about one thing, you have to care about everything. Um, and I think that sort of ideology also specifically on social media has really led to like, just feeling so overwhelmed and constantly having to stay on top of everything and like overload of like stimulation because, I do think like, it's not possible to want equality or equity in one, in one thing and then not want another. So for example, it's not possible to be a a feminist, excuse me. It's not possible to be a feminist, but then, you know, not support the black lives matter movement, or it's not possible to support the black lives matter movement, but then not be an LGBTQIA2 plus ally like it like it's not you you can't 
really fully support one without supporting the other because they are so interconnected. But I think the idea that like, just because you care about one thing doesn't mean that you don't care about other things, but it doesn't mean that you have to fight with the same level of fight for every single thing. So for example, you know, like, I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh, well, people are talking about, I don't know, like people are talking about Palestine, but they're not talking about India or like they're talking about India, but they're not talking about Afghanistan. They're talking about this, but they're not talking about that. And it's like, you don't have to talk about every single thing. Like you just don't, you don't have to, you don't have to talk about every single thing. Like, and it's true in that the like systems of power and oppression that uphold what's happening in Palestine are certainly the reason why, you know, India is in the COVID situation that it's in is the reason why Trump was president. Like you can, you can draw all of those conclusions, Mm -hmm. which is why when you care about one thing, it doesn't mean you don't care about something else, but you might just be focusing your energy and your activism into one thing to specifically avoid burnout and then make a positive change in a dimension if you can't do with them in every dimension. A hundred percent. It's intersectional. Absolutely. It is. But it's, it's just, it's, it's very, it's very hard. And I think like people really get caught up in that trap on Instagram and on social media where they're like, you posted about this, but you didn't post about this. Like I saw you post about this, but you were silent about this. It's like, yeah, okay. I was like, I was taking meaningful action offline. Like a hundred percent. And that, and that's not to say that I'm not continuing to take meaningful action offline. Yeah. it, it really goes back to this, like this thing about um, what I said in the beginning of the episode, which was if you're silent about Palestine and your mother tongue is Arab is Arabic, you may as well cut it off. I was shook. I, <laughs> what is like, what's the point? What is your takeaway? Like, why are yeah. you this? I like, I really don't know how to put it into words, but I hope that that in itself, it just it speaks for itself because like, you you shouldn't be pressuring people to post you know what I mean yeah and that's the for the sake of it exactly like I feel like posting is great in raising awareness but then what is that really doing for the cause raising awareness is great people need to know about this so that they can sort of co like can come together and and make change and help and do all the things that they need to do but that's not necessarily where the change happens you know those things that were like one share equals one dollar it's like no it doesn't (laughs) like one share does not equal one dollar and frankly those places that you're trying to help the people you're trying to help need money and resources and like sharing this post is not going to do that so if you're not and also like if you're not what I was going to say is if you're not sharing it doesn't mean you're not helping and what does saying staying silent mean like you're staying silent on social media you're staying silent with your family like what does staying silent mean what if you're not in a position where you can speak out about injustice you know like the idea in itself of speaking out about injustice is a privilege because we live in a place where we are not going to be killed for doing that 
so it like I feel like that's such a intense thing to say because it's like well what does what does it mean to stay silent and 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 under what condition or pretext or whatever are you even doing that also knowing that like the systems of power wherever you are won't you you won't fall on their radar yeah exactly you won't be killed like there's millions of places in the world where you are not allowed to speak out about the government because you or whoever's in power, whether it's a government dictatorship, whatever, because you will be killed because your, you know, computer is being monitored because your, your social medias are being monitored. Um, a hundred percent. And, and I think that is, you know, a very real and a very scary thing as well that people don't take into consideration. No. They don't know global affairs like us. They don't know global affairs like we do. <laughs> I'm dead. We don't know global affairs. We don't. Like we, we do. Don't. <laughs> I don't know social media affairs, for God's sake. I don't want to. But the other thing I was going to say too is I feel like, you know, whenever I or we or even on social media talk about everything that's happening in terms of like global crises and like global social injustices, I get very nervous, not nervous, but I always am thinking about how we're portraying, not we, you and me, we like globally are portraying the West versus the East. Like the way we talk about the West versus the way we talk about the East and like when we talk about say Palestine or India or Afghanistan or Colombia, like we talk about these places as the other and as, you know, being poor countries or, or not having equality in those countries or not having, you know, democracy in those countries or, or not, basically not upholding whatever we think is what society should uphold in terms of a Western society. Yeah. And so that's why there's all these wars over there. That's why the COVID crisis is so bad over there. That's why the people, like their population is being killed, whatever the reason might be, or their government isn't listening to them or or is a corrupt government or whatever. And I, I think that that, like the portrayal of the East as that constantly is a very curated image that the media has curated to portray and to continue to other the east versus the west to as in like look at how well the west is doing look at this idea this american dream that the like you know the this shiny dream that we have because we're so like developed and sophisticated and smart and the east are just like a bunch of like idiots and just like there's war and there's this and there's that. And like, so even when they share stuff online or talk about injustices happening in the East, like I'm always very nervous because I feel like while the raising awareness and all that is great, it does not reciprocate, but like reinforce an idea or an image of what the East looks like to somebody who doesn't know Mm -hmm. what what it really looks like or why it looks the way it does and it's because of the west 100 I had this exact conversation with my dad because I as you know have been reading Obama's book and I've been loving it but there are certain points in it where I 
we've really been questioning and this it's this idea exactly about how like the west is the model for everything democracy government you know just society day-to-day life Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we force other countries to to do the same but what makes you think that that would work there that we're looking to to do the same thing there that's not to say that like but what makes you think it's even working in the west because it's clearly it's not. not. It's clearly no. not. You're right. That's not to say too that like, okay, <laughs> that we think authoritarianism is good. No. Or like the practices that, you know, we're happening outside of, in countries outside of the West were necessarily ones that needed to be kept. It's just that who are you, what makes, who are you to, to determine how the rest of the world should function yeah there's a hundred and nine over 190 countries in this world yeah colonialism (laughs) it's colonialism literally and I feel like I feel like people you know we were kind of having this this talk yesterday which kind of deviates from potentially what this episode is about but the idea where the west colonized so many parts of the east and and have kind of, I don't want to say washed their hands, but have like spun this narrative that like they colonized any, it was either for the better or like, oh, like our bad, like we made a mistake, but like, we're just here now. And it's like completely separate. Oh my God. But the East, first of all, colonization has become such an ingrained part of their identity that it's not like a before and after, yeah. you know, it's, it's very much a duration. It's like how we continue to function. And this idea that the West has portrayed of like, oh, but look, like, look at how bad the East is now after us colonizing them and us leaving. Sorry. I don't know why my voice keeps breaking. <laughs> no I'm so freaking emotional. No, I'm not. I don't know why it keeps breaking. Um, this like idea that they've built where it's like, oh, but like, look at like, look, like, they have no democracy. Like they have no money. Like they don't have any idea of what it means to be a functioning society after we left and we left, like we washed our hands. Like we're not doing anything anymore. And, and it's not true. Like it's, it's like simply not true. First of all, because colonization remains a part of their identity and how they can, how their economy continues to work, how their people continue to live. Um, but also because colonization may not be as literal as like colonizing land anymore but it still functions in like very real ways in terms of global affairs ask ask about global affairs um and then it's really hard because those countries that have been colonized they that's like kind of their point of reference and so then they continue to do it to other countries and it all goes back to global affairs and colonialism but like truly that is what it goes back to no it does I it's so funny because everything you're saying not haha funny obviously Mm -hmm, but like mm -hmm. it's just very interesting that everything you're saying is exactly what I've been talking to with my family about this and like Mm -hmm. with the U.S. specifically yeah we have had their hand in the Middle East for a very very long time and so it's very convenient that now they're like oh 
well, like, can you believe? Can you <laughs> like, believe? yeah, I can believe. <laughs> Nothing we can do. On to the next thing. Like, it's very convenient for them yeah. to step away and be like, there's really nothing we can do. Yeah. You no, know, we support like general general policies that have never worked. So you're you're so right. It, it like and, and that's the thing. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't get this by just resharing something on Instagram. No. And also you're sharing one part of this entire picture you're sharing something that doesn't add any value and you're sharing something that's potentially false or like yeah. misleading to what's actually happening but why it's like, happening but it's like again like this is like where I, I almost feel like we're just going in like circles and mm-hmm. anyone listening is also going in circles with us but it's it, what are the same way that we asked people like what do you what do you want from me when you're posting something like what do you want me to do I'm asking myself the same question like what do I want from people like what am I looking for them to do like I just I feel like I'm overwhelmed I'm really overwhelmed and you can hear it in the way that I'm like struggling to put thoughts together you can hear it in the way that I'm like going back and forth with myself you know it's just like I I just I think that people need to take it more upon themselves to do the research and engage offline. Like, I think they need to balance engagement offline and online, one. Yeah. One. And number two, I just, I think that, like, people need to be mindful of what, of the content that they post. Yeah. Because, like, recognize that, you know, this is, this is a lot. And, and how am I contributing to the conversation? Just because you're not directly contributing to the conversation, like you and I, you know, are going back and forth. Understand that, like, what, what's the message? Where, what are you putting out there? Like, what are you looking for? Yeah. What are you looking for? And what are you looking to add? Like, is it just about raising awareness? Okay. Like, share something that is most consistent with that or like that best portrays what you're trying to say but don't just repost a bunch of stuff because you're like well I don't know I'm just gonna repost a bunch of shit like I think it's important to be intentional with even with what you repost yeah um and and then I think too like I think it's really difficult because people look for a lot out of social media. People look for information. People look to feel validated. People look for a community. People look to share their voice. People look to work through their emotions. People look to learn. People look for so many different things. And I just feel like social media as a platform is unequipped and unable, inequipped, unequipped and unable to provide all of those things. And we're like setting it up for failure. I mean, you know, like it, we're like, it is a failure in and of itself because of, you know, all of the things that it does that are not good, but like, we're not even giving it a chance to succeed because it's not set up to do those things. And it becomes really difficult when there are global tragedies, tragedies and global affairs (laughs) such as these. (laughs) And you're looking for so much out of a platform that's really meant to like, share a picture and it's just not able to keep up with like 
what it's turning into. And then I think it just causes a lot of like distress and burnout and and anxiety because you just it's it's not giving you what you want, but at the same time you're trying so desperately to trying to to try to make it work.